Your city, your city, your station, your station, your Lakers, your Lakers. Lakers talk is on. is on. The road to Banner 18 returns to Staples in a must-win game six for the Lakers. If I could sit here and tell you, hey, I'm optimistic about game six. I don't know. Why would I walk away feeling optimistic about game six the way this game went down? Yeah, well, we'll find out. We'll find out what we're made of and we'll find out how bad we want this. Lakers Talk continues on 710 ESPN. Here's Alan Sliwa. Alan Sliwa. All right, so four games going on right now. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to this show often. I might be cheering for the Dallas Mavericks in this uh, game against the Clippers. Game five. Mavs actually have a one-point lead, 37-36. to 36. I think they were up seven at the end of the uh, first quarter, so Clippers make a little bit of a run. I'm going to get into the Clippers and the Mavs here. I'm going to kind of start off with this one. So I was mentioning this to Travis this morning. All this chatter and this conversation about, oh, my gosh, look what the Clippers are doing. How about the Clippers? They go to Dallas. They win two games in a row. They tie up the series 2-2. You know what? Clippers are the team to beat. I feel like everybody's kind of that pendulum has just swung so far back in the direction of the Clippers and I think unnecessary hype. Let me kind of explain what I'm referring to here. And I, I want I want, you know, people who listen to make sure I don't come off a certain way because yes, I do root for the Clippers to lose. I don't know why, but I do. And I've been a Laker fan my whole life and that's just I guess how it goes. But I have no problem giving credit where credit is due. So to be objective and if things you know, if the Clippers had a legitimate championship run, you're going to tip your cap and you're going to say, wow, that's amazing. I, I didn't think they were going to do it. But why is everybody all of a sudden just churning into this Clippers are the team to be in the Western Conference? Watch out. Look what they've done. This was not supposed to be a series. It wasn't. So as as impressive as those two games were for the Clippers to win in Dallas, they started a whole 0-2. They started this series down 0-2 to the Dallas Mavericks, losing two games at home. They should get no credit in this series. None. Where where you should be giving the Los Angeles Clippers any credit. Only one scenario. Well, there's a couple scenarios that could play out where you want to if you want to give them credit. Okay. Number one is this. Get out of the first round. That doesn't mean anything. They're supposed to beat the Dallas Mavericks. In that second round, you got the Utah Jazz. Heard Kendrick Perkins today on Max Kellerman. Uh, big fan of Kellerman's show, so I take a listen to the podcast, and, Kelly, and and Perkins was on there. And Kendrick Perkins said that the team to watch out in the Western Conference, especially right now the Lakers, the bumps and the bruises, we don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Davis, everything else that goes with that. Um, the team to watch is the Utah Jazz. Well, he's saying that for a reason. What he's basically saying, look, this team plays together. They're a number one seed. Watch out for this team. Well, that's the matchup in the Western Conference. If the Clippers and the Jazz face each other in round two, and Utah's got home court, and let's say the Clippers found a way to win that series, and now they're in the Western Conference Finals. Okay, now you can start giving the Clippers credit. Why are people giving them so much credit for winning two games in a row against a Dallas Mavericks team that frankly should not be in the series? They shouldn't. Um, yes, Luka's amazing, but you got enough star power on the uh, on the Los Angeles Clippers, and you also have um, players that are supposed to be the best wing defenders in the NBA, so... I'm not a fan of this conversation and this hype machine that all of a sudden went to the Clippers. Go get to the Western Conference Finals if you want to really get some credit. And again, if they do it, you tip your cap to them. Okay, it's 40-36 uh, Mavs right now in the second quarter. 
Um, Hawks and the New York Knicks. That series just ended. Ended actually uh, ended tonight. So the Eastern Conference is set. And there's a matchup coming up in the second round. How about the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Brooklyn Nets? That game's not going to start until Saturday. But Milwaukee-Brooklyn, both of those teams took care of business. Milwaukee swept the Miami Heat. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely, definitely did not think that the Miami Heat were going to get swept in the playoffs, let alone against the Milwaukee Bucks. Is this Bucks team all that much different than previous years? I think so. But you got Brooklyn in the second round. I think this is actually going to be a really good series. I actually think Milwaukee's got a shot to beat the Brooklyn Nets, and I'm I'm the one that has picked Brooklyn to make it to the NBA Finals, so uh, I'll be more than happy to say that I was wrong and, and Milwaukee surpassed everybody's expectations. So we'll see what happens on that front. But that series, first game's coming up this Saturday. I think that's a fantastic series as we continue our top NBA stories. Okay, let's stay in the Eastern Conference. The other matchup, so Philly took care of the Wizards today, and that was without Joel Embiid. Uh, so that means, you know, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, as great of a season as they had towards the end of the season, uh, that's all over. That's done. The um, uh, the 76ers move on, and they got the Atlanta Hawks in the first round. I think everybody expects just Philly to win, but I tell you what, I, I love watching Atlanta. Why did I love watching Atlanta beat up on the New York Knicks? I'm not sure, but I did. And Trey Young uh, talked so much smack over the course of uh, the series, and he backed it up as it clicked Capella. Michael and I were talking about this yesterday. There's not enough of that. It's so discouraged in the NBA. You don't got to do it dirty. Nobody's saying that you go out there and you go pick a fight. with. Somebody. Nobody's talking about that in the NBA. But the NBA needs storylines. The Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks for two teams that were a 4-5 matchup that nobody talked about coming into the season as anything you know interesting in the Eastern Conference became a really good series. As in, there were storylines to it. Trey Young, obviously, running his mouth as much as he can. He backed it up. Clint Capella telling the Knicks, um, we're going to play tough, we're going to play strong, and there's nothing you're going to do about it. And we're going to walk in the Madison Square Garden. Guess what? They did it, 103-89. Uh, we'll continue with our top NBA stories. I just want to get into this one game here. Jazz and the Grizzlies is the other game that's going on aside from Dallas and the Clippers. Uh, Jazz are about to close out the series. Third quarter, nine and a half minutes to go. Jazz up 82-53, to so only a matter of time on that front for the uh, Utah Jazz. Jazz play Clippers in the second round if both of these teams win, which is what's expected. Uh, Luka trying to make sure that doesn't happen. The Mavs up 46-42 on the Clippers. Okay, um, let me play this. Some big news came out of Boston earlier today. I mean, big news. I mean, you talk about a lot of um, a lot of uh, moving and shaking. So, Boston Celtics president Danny Ainge retires. Coach Brad Stevens takes over that position. Take a listen to Adrian Wojnarowski talking about what exactly happened with the Celtics. Danny Ainge has been thinking about stepping down as the Celtics president for months, uh, and he had considered you know a number of different possible succession plans. Uh, with ownership. It's a conversation they have had, uh, but ultimately, you know, and I think after talking with Brad Stevens, who who was ready to move on from coaching, it became a situation where Danny Ainge retires, and now Brad Stevens becomes the president of basketball operations, certainly with no front office background. Uh, There is a, a good staff around him in Boston. He certainly can add to that. But now it'll be Brad Stevens leading a search for a new head coach. Uh, But Ainge, after 18 years in Boston and winning that one title, uh, he decides to step away. Uh, He's calling it a retirement now. You know, there's certainly some thought around the league that that there may be 
more opportunities for him down the road. All right, that's uh, that's Woj breaking news as he always does. So kind of a crazy thing. I mean, you don't see that happen too often where uh, everything just happens right at once. The uh, Obviously, the Boston Celtics. Brad Stevens moves up to the, the president of basketball operations to the front office. So uh, we'll see how things play out. Obviously, in Boston, their season is over, but that was one of the uh, big pieces of news from earlier today. Um, I got another piece of uh, sound that I want to play. This is going to be more on the Lakers front. Take a listen to Kendrick Perkins. I had a couple callers call in um, just a few minutes ago talking about they have still got faith in the Lakers figuring things out. Take a listen to Kendrick Perkins and what he thinks about the Lakers' chances tomorrow and the rest of the series. Well, you know what? I I, I got the ultimate faith in LeBron James because I believe Anthony Davis is going to play in game six. I believe the role players are going to play better at home. Right, Rachel? And Brian, this is the problem, right? The role players did not perform last night. The Phoenix Suns role players, they their youth core outplayed this veteran core. And I saw it from the start of the game when they ran the first play for KCP and he passed up a wide open three-point shot. And in my mind right then I said, it's about to be held in the cell. And it was. The Phoenix Suns took off because, look, they're not shooting the ball with confidence right now. They scored 10 points in the second quarter. 10 points? I don't care how stellar your defense is. You cannot score 10 points in a playoff game in the second quarter and when you're missing one of your best players and expect to win the game. One of these role players or two of these role players have to step up like a Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard did for them last year throughout the course of the postseason. The reason why I want to play that from Kendrick Perkins as we're doing our top NBA stories, looking at uh, scores around the NBA, just some different, uh, uh, different storylines around the league. Um, Kendrick Perkins... Still's got faith in the Lakers. I took a couple calls. Couple calls. A couple Laker fans were trying to make the case that Lakers will be okay and they'll find a way to win tomorrow and and put themselves in a position for Game Seven. Um, if your role players are not a part of that mix, uh, the season's going to be over tomorrow. Now I know Anthony Davis is the biggest piece of whether the Lakers got a legitimate chance tomorrow, but as Perk was mentioning, you just can't have these guys. That and I, I know we've kind of all targeted Dennis Schroeder, and I think there's a reason for it. You cannot have these types of players not deliver in these types of moments. If Dennis Schroeder is the second best player or the third best player on the Lakers, which I think everybody would agree with, that's the perfect type of game for him to come out on. Did not come out in that game, and that's why this conversation has been going on so much about Dennis Schroeder. We'll see if they step up tomorrow and do it. All right, that is our uh, top NBA stories right there. Quick shout-out here to Harris Resort SoCal. Pack your victory dance. Go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. I've mentioned this uh, as far as how far Harris is from L.A. From downtown L.A., about 110 miles, so not far at all. Um, It's a great place to just kind of... You want to get away for a weekend for a couple of days, you can, again, book your trip, harrissocal.com. All right, we come back. Brad Turner from the LA Times, who uh, I think I, I, got a, I got a number of questions for BT. I hope BT is ready. I got a lot of questions for tomorrow. It's funny. He said during game four, before game four with Michael Thompson and I in the pregame show, he talked about how, you know, you can't take anybody lightly, and then here we are, Lakers now down three games to two. So uh, we'll get a chance to talk to uh, Brad Turner coming up next. Stay right here. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Brad Turner coming up next.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Lakers Suns uh, tomorrow night, right across the street here. Just uh, you got Dallas and and Clippers going on right now, and then tomorrow night will be Lakers and Phoenix Suns. It's a uh, kind of nervous time here for Los Angeles Laker fans. I want to welcome in uh, Brad Turner, BT covers the uh, Lakers for the LA Times. BT, what's going on, man? Thank you for uh, thank you for joining the show. For you all the time because you and I are the smartest people on that pregame Lakers show. The third guy, <laughs> third guy's Michael. Ooh, third guy's guy hard. Well, yeah, you, that, that 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 guy right there. You make sure you come by tomorrow because I know you guys uh, have your back and forth. So uh, it's always uh, makes for some good conversation. BT, were you at, were you in Phoenix yesterday? Yes, I was, Alan. I was there. I was watching and. It was not a lot to watch, hmm. to be honest. So th- th- this is a it was th- this is ugly. This is a question I got for you. Can you explain? I was mm-hmm. I was talking a little bit earlier about the sixteen thousand fans. What was that environment like yesterday? Because I, I have a lot of curiosity for somebody that was there. What what was it like? Mm-hmm. Now it was really loud, but I kind of have joke to Mike Robon who was at the game uh-huh. that they beat L.A. Was pretty good, but the best LA I've ever encountered has been number two Portland hmm. and number one, of course, Boston. Sure. And they not only say beat LA, they have some choice words to go along with that was beat LA. Oh, I'm sure they do. And but it, it it was loud. I think they got a little tired because they were beating LA sure. suddenly, and they had a couple of beers to go along with that. I mean, we can, you know, you know but it, it was loud. It was fun to see the fans there. It was fun to see fans wearing Laker jerseys. Hmm. It was fun to see fans wearing their Booker jerseys, Paul jerseys, and to cheer on their team. I mean, I enjoyed that because so much of this last season, we didn't have a lot of fans. We didn't have any fans at Staples. And now we have them all over in the playoffs, so that was great to see last night. So, BT, is uh, definitely home court advantage is back. I mean, do you, and I, that that's kind of what I was leaning towards. Does it now feel like, okay, hey, this is for, for three, four months ago, and we thought maybe home court's not going to be impactful in the playoffs. For a team like Phoenix, Do you felt like did you feel like that was incredibly beneficial to them last night? Oh, it made a difference, without a doubt, but – Let's give the Phoenix Suns credit. They're damn good. <laughs> they had the second best record in the entire association. They're like top ten in offense, top ten in offense and defense. They have two all stars in their backcourt in Devin Booker and Chris Paul. They have a great coach in Monty Williams. That is a good team over there. Fans helped them, but they gave their fans something to cheer about and to give hope about because of the way they played. Brad, uh, tomorrow is going to be, you know, obviously such an interesting game because we're, we're still not sure. We know that Anthony Davis is questionable. We know KCP is questionable. Do you think tomorrow comes mm-hmm. down to 
is it simple to you, or and you could kind of go whichever direction you want on this one, but is it as simple as saying if AD can go and can give you something, Lakers got a shot, and if he can't, then tomorrow could be the last game of the season, or do you think even if Anthony Davis can't go, Lakers can figure something out? Well, I'll go with the last one first. Even if he can't go tomorrow night, I think they'll figure something out. I mean, I think LeBron James will find a way with or without AD to push this to a game seven. But the word I've been using lately is the others because Shaq says it's so doggone often that it's stuck in my head now. Sure. So the others on the Lakers being a shooter, big score, did make a field goal last night. Kyle Kuzma. I mean, the others have to step into a void and become better contributors on offense, on defense, energy, effort. And if they do that, that puts them in a position to win the game, and then you can have the Bondage trying to close the game out for you, whether AD is or not. They need AD, obviously, but if they AD plays, what AD are we getting? Sure. Are we getting healthy AD, fully healthy? No, we're not. Is there a chance he could risk more injury? I'm not a doctor, so if the medical staff says AD play, you'll be fine. You can give the Lakers something, then he gives it a shot. And we just don't know yet. We'll know tomorrow whether or not he's able to play and what he can give the team. Brad Turner, who covers the Lakers for the LA Times, joining Lakers Talk. BT, is it, um, you know, when we talk about LeBron, and I, and I listened to this coming into the game about people trying to reference games back in 2007 against the Pistons. Remember that Game 5 playoff game or Game 6 against the Celtics in <laughs> yeah. 2012? And I, you know, I, I try to pump the brakes when I hear things like that for a number of reasons. Number one, it's his 18th season. It's 265th playoff game. He's coming off an injury, and you need, you, you need another weapon. I mean, LeBron is obviously so much more effective when Anthony Davis is in the line. When I say in the lineup, as in when he has another – uh, all-star next to him on the offense and the defensive side. H- how much do you think is this on LeBron tomorrow to figure it out, get everybody else going? Um, how much, I guess you could say, is he going to have to carry the Lakers to just survive for one more game? And is that realistic at this stage? Look, it's always been on LeBron James. It's always been on the team, to be his team to be the one that takes it all on his shoulders. So, yes, it'll be on him, but he does need some help. If you think back to Miami, he had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. If you think when he won the championship in Cleveland, he had Kyrie Irving. When he won the title last year, he had not only AD, but KCP played very well. Rondo was great. Russo played well. Rondo was there, so he had help. He cannot do it. He's never done it just solely on his own. The last guy that tried to do that was, what, Michael Jeffrey Jordan? Hmm. Then he had to get Scotty Pippen to help him out, a great coach in Phil Jackson. Larry Bird was the greatest he was, but he had Kevin McHale, Robert sure. Parrish, Danny Ainge, the Lakers, Magic Johnson, Kareem, Kobe, Robert Ory, Rick Fox, Shaquille O'Neal, Derek Fisher, Marcus, you know, that right now, LeBron is not getting that. He didn't get that last night from anyone else other than himself. Kuzma got going a little bit, 
But I keep going back to the others. They have to step into this and play better basketball. Brad Turner from the uh, L.A. Times taking some time to join Lakers Talk uh, tomorrow. We'll get our pregame show started at 6 p.m. tomorrow for the Lakers and the Phoenix Suns uh, for Game 6. You'll hear B- BT on there as well. He always comes in, and uh, it just goes – him and Michael just go at each other. That, that's pretty much what I've learned with you two. I, I get it. I get Just get out of the way. <laughs> um, BT, BT, on the Anthony Davis front, there was uh, – I thought it wasn't fair, but I'll, I'll get your thoughts. Um, guys like Charles Barkley, Shaq, you know, a lot of, a lot of former players. Uh, you heard, and a lot of just from a media perspective, going after Anthony Davis um, on the calf strain, and uh, just the fact that he obviously has had so many injuries this year and has had has been injury prone in his career. Where do you stand on that? I I have personally a difficult time trying to tell somebody. Uh, well, you know what, you should uh, you should take the pain when I don't know what the pain is. Where, where do you stand on some of the criticism that AD has right. got? Uh, that's what a lot of the older players do, especially the ones that are in the media, but say they're not part of the media. I mean, that's TV for Charles and for Shaq and for all of the older players. I get the same phone calls from guys asking me, why doesn't AD play more? Now, they know a one injury is serious, is not something that you can play with, that you can not play through it because you never know what can happen with that, how serious it can be. But they're talking heads now. And what did it do? It got us talking about that, about what they said about AD. Hmm. So they got their point across in a way. That's my view on them talking. I always say and been, have been taught that there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. If you're hurt, you probably can play. If you're injured, most likely you cannot play. Anthony Davis is injured. He has a strain growing that has allowed him, definitely allowed him to play in games. And he can't run, he can't jump, he can't do all those things that they're talking about. Yes, AD has a history of being hurt and not playing. So again, there's that distinction between being hurt and being injured. When he's been injured, he can't play. When he's been hurt, he has played. But his history, which he has talked about, yeah, I know people always talk about me being injured, me being hurt, not being there for my guys. I understand that. He knows that. And he understands that. He deals with that. But I can't tell anyone how hurt they are, how injured they are. Because, look, Alan, you and I got to see the great Kobe Bryant play through everything. So we have a view that's a little different than most people have. And AD is someone who um, has to deal with that until he proves all of them otherwise. BT, final one. And as always, we appreciate your time. Do you think Lakers force a Game 7 in Phoenix on Saturday? Well, you know, Alan, I just went on Spectrum Sports and I said they would. Hmm. So I can't change my mind now. Game (laughs) 7, I am going back to Phoenix. I love it, uh, BT. Thank you, buddy. I, I appreciate you again on the show. Let me, let me tell let me tell one quick story, BT, because I just want Laker fans to know. Yes, absolutely. Every, every time when we do these Zoom calls, and BT is on the call and he's ready to ask a question, uh, it's a uh, BT. How you doing? Like it's almost as if they're interviewing you, BT. I always I always kind of find that amazing, right there. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. I just try to do the best I can be, man. Uh, make, it, make them feel comfortable. 
I, res- I, res- you know? I respect the work, buddy. Respect the work, all right? We will see you uh, tomorrow, okay, BT? That is uh, Brad Turner right there from the LA Times. I'm not kidding. Literally, this happens every time. Um, the public relations will say, all right, let's go to uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times. And it'll be Coach Vogel will be like, Brad, how are you? I'm like, wait, is this supposed to go the other way? Uh, BT's obviously got some great relationships within that uh, organization. So uh, Brad Turner thinks the Lakers can force a game seven. Um, let's do this when we come back. Do you think the Lakers force a Game 7 tomorrow? And what do you expect from LeBron James in this potential closeout? You know LeBron is 14-0 and in first-round matchups. He's never lost in the first round. Um, do you think the Lakers find a way to force Game 7? Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next. Plus, I want to play a clip Max Kellerman had earlier today on first take about Dennis Schroeder. So we'll do that as well coming up next. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. When we come back, we'll take some of your phone calls. Do you think the Lakers force a Game 7? What do you expect from LeBron James tomorrow? Uh, And some of these other role players who I think uh, are still going right under the radar and still not enough pressure on them. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Went over a half hour there without taking a call. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Uh, Thank you to Brad Turner from the LA Times. If you missed any part of the show, by the way, ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. You get the full two hours. So uh, everyone that's been on the show, thank you for doing so. Uh, We're going to take some phone calls right now, 877-710-ESPN. I'm going to throw out this question, but really any topic you want to get into for Lakers related, obviously this playoff run, game six tomorrow, feel free to call in. Um, do you think the Lakers force a game seven? I asked that question to Brad Turner. He thinks it happens. Um, what do you expect from LBJ tomorrow? Of course, now the predicament is different. Now it's you lose one and the season is over and your summer's going to start in June, which nobody obviously thought that was going to be the case. Uh, it'd actually be starting in the first at the end of the first round. Tony in L.A. Tony, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on? You're on Lakers talk. Hey, what's up, Alex? Really, not. I know we're going to win tomorrow, but the one thing I hate, man, I'm tired of these Lakers fans that just keep whining and complaining, man. Go to the Clippers. We don't want you here. Because the thing is that I'm tired that they have no confidence in their team. I know we're going to win tomorrow. I know we're going to win this series. I'm not even worried about that. I really do think LeBron James is going to come through. One thing I learned about that man is to never doubt him. I was a big LeBron hater. I hated him. When he came to the Lakers and he gave that speech about Kobe and dropped the papers, that was the day I was like, you know what, he's a Laker now. And I respected that man ever since. I don't even want AD to play tomorrow. I want him to actually rest. I want to run it back like a pickup game. Let's run it back. You know when you get mad and you get hit in the face, you want to run it back because you know that they they, they post you in the mouth. And Tony, and Tony, yesterday, I mean, it's one of those games, and I appreciate you calling in. Lakers did not punch back, so that's why you got a lot of people last night, 
through today and then tomorrow before tip-off saying, what the hell's going on here? Maybe maybe this Lakers team is not going to get past the Phoenix Suns. Maybe that blowout by 30 points was bigger than you know we, we obviously expected. Maybe it's a demoralizing loss. So, Tony, if you're right here and the Lakers come out tomorrow, I disagree with you. You don't want Anthony Davis to play. I get your strategy there is rest him so he's ready for, I don't know, maybe referring to game seven or round two. Uh, you got to have AD. If, if, in my opinion, if you're going to beat the the Phoenix Suns, you got to have Anthony Davis. You know, I had a story earlier here. Let's see if I could find it here real quick. Um, one thing that we're not talking that much about is Chris Paul. CP3 went down with that injury, and there was an article earlier today. Uh, let me read this here. This is, I think, from the general manager. Um, yeah, from the general manager, James Jones. On uh, on how Chris Paul's feeling, he says Chris is fine. We'll be ready to go. He'll be ready to go. I think he's shown over the course of his career and specifically recently that if he's able to help his team, he'll be out there. We'll be good and we'll get ready for a battle. Uh, let's see what else he says. By the way, this was on. Let me give some credit here. This was on Arizona Sports Burns and Gambo. So obviously in Phoenix. What well, was another quote that he said? I don't know how to say it any clearer than that. Unless Chris isn't playing, he's playing. So <laughs> I actually kind of almost find that quote comical. I felt like he was being a little protective about Chris Paul. We're all talking about Anthony Davis. Everybody's attention's on Anthony Davis. Chris Paul didn't play after that that uh, that injury with Wesley Matthews, re-aggravated that shoulder injury. If Chris Paul doesn't go tomorrow – um, that's not a small loss for the Phoenix Suns. Now, I get it. Cameron Payne's been playing amazing, but that's not a small loss, so keep an eye on that as well. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to Carlo in Maywood. Carlo, what's going on? Hi. Um, I wanted to go ahead and talk about how uh, the lack of Montrezl Harrell yep. in the Lakers lineup. I would suggest that the Lakers actually start him at center and play Anthony Davis as if he's available, LeBron James, and also include uh, THT and Alex Caruso in that starting lineup just because we haven't gotten much contributions from KCP since he's dealing with his injury. You know, you know, Carlo, there's a there's a way to do it. Um, there's a way to do it where, first of all, they're not going to – they won't make that many changes this late in the series. But there's a way to play Montrez Harrell without having him start and still having him be impactful. There's a way to do that. There's a way to get THT more minutes. I mentioned this earlier. I don't understand the Montrez Harrell thing. I don't. And I'm not telling you that Montrez Harrell playing more minutes, Lakers are going to uh, erase a 30-point deficit to the Suns yesterday. But he gets such little run this round, and it just makes me, you know, this is a dude that you got in the offseason. Why have him if you're not going to use him? So I don't have that answer, but that's that's obviously been a big part of what's taken place for the Lakers, Montrez being one of those guys. Uh, Connor in Santa Monica. Connor, thank you for calling in. What's going on, Connor? Hey, yeah, thanks for taking the call. So first of all, that previous caller two calls ago, Tony, AD's got to play, right? And, and I think BT brings up a good point. If he's injured, I get it. Maybe he can't go. But if he's hurt, he's got to be out there on one leg to at least clog up the middle, maybe provide some hard fouls, right, as the Suns drive to the basket. So so he's got to go. But, but my point is, how come Palinka is not – getting more criticism here i mean clearly in, in my opinion danny green you know dwight howard Javon gee rondo would be a good fit and i think plink is getting left off the hook here because if we get eliminated in the first round you got to look at the organization and the trades that he made 
Connor, you, you hit it on the no. head there. It, it's uh, It comes down to this, and thank you for calling in, all right? The reason why the conversation right now is just what's on the court, it's because the season is still going on. You know, it was just a couple of days ago, Lakers had a 2-1 series lead, and nobody nobody thought you'd be in this predicament. Um, that will all change. If the Lakers were eliminated, let's say Lakers lost tomorrow, let's say Lakers lost Game 7, or you know what, let's say they got past the first round, didn't win a championship there's going to always be the conversation of, and there's a time and a place for it, but there's always going to be a conversation of, wait a minute here, um, why did we make so many changes in the offseason? Why didn't we run it back? Why didn't you just bring those players back? Um, that will come. I think it just it's not going to come at the moment because we're still in the playoffs. Uh, let me play this. This is actually a perfect, perfect segue here. And I know we got a few more calls here, so I'll, I'll make sure to get to you guys before the show ends. This is a perfect segue. Take a listen to Max Kellerman talking about Dennis Schroeder. And Dennis Schroeder was one of those players yesterday that was kind of his moment. You know, here we are, playoff game. Anthony Davis can't go. Played with Chris Paul uh, last year in Oklahoma City. Should have a you know great tendency of um, the type of leader he is, how he's going to uh, approach the game. Dennis Schroeder was... When I say he was not impactful, I said he literally had zero points. He did not score a bucket. Take a listen to Kellerman talking about Dennis Schroeder yesterday, and this is going to be a conversation that if the Lakers are eliminated, don't make uh, you know obviously don't get past the first round. That conversation is only going to get louder in regards to some of the moves that were made in the offseason, which I'm going to emphasize here. I was a proponent of, so I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I, you know, I've been saying you should have done this, should have done that. I think everybody agrees on the Rondo one. I'm sorry, on the. Uh, Dwight Howard one, but some of those other pieces, um, I think we'd all agree we thought at the time were good uh, good trades or good acquisitions. Take a listen to Kelman on Dennis Schroeder. The person most responsible for the loss is Dennis Schroeder. That's the person most responsible. And I don't want to hear, Stephen A., the particulars about what role needs to be filled now that AD's not playing. It's much simpler than that. Your best player is LeBron. He was able to play. Your second best player is AD. He couldn't go. Your third best player is Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder turned down $84 million because he wants $100 million. He's the third best player on the team. He has to step up and be the second best player. The big question was, okay, Schroeder's better than Rondo in the regular season. We're not in the regular season now. We're in the playoffs, and there's playoff Rondo. What's playoff Schroeder look like? There's no such thing as playoff shooter, apparently. Stephen A., here are the numbers from shooter last night. 0 for 9 shooting, 0 for 4 from 3. He had one assist and no points. He had, when you needed this dude to step up, he had zero points. Not in the first quarter, say, in the game. Zero points. Can't argue with anything Kellerman's saying right there. Let's let's play with that when we come back. Let's talk about Dennis Schroeder and what he's got to do tomorrow, and you know, obviously tomorrow specifically because it's Game Six, to change the narrative and the conversation about him. This dude's trying to get a paycheck this offseason, and he has not helped his case. Plus, any other Laker role players that you want to point out, or you want to shout out, and you want to say uh, something along the lines of them not having come through so far, or they need to step up in some shape, way, or form. We'll do that coming up next day, right here. This is Lakers talk on 710 ESPN. I mean, at least can I get a Dallas victory here in Game 5? Uh, Dallas was up, what were they up, 2 or 4 at halftime. 
or I think two, and now they're down five to the Clippers there in the third quarter. Um, Lakers taking on, obviously, the Phoenix Suns tomorrow, so we'll have that game right here. Tip-off will be at 7.30. Michael and I will do the pregame show just to kind of throw in a couple other plugs. Travis and I have a show tomorrow morning from 8.55 to 11, uh, 11 a.m., so if you have not got a chance to hear that show, uh, very loose. Uh, Travis is fantastic to work with. Obviously, we're going to talk all local uh, heavy tomorrow on uh, previewing the Lakers and the uh, Phoenix Suns. Okay, let's go back to the phones. 877-710-ESPN. Let's, uh, let's start off with uh, Brian in L.A. Brian, what's going on? Hey, good evening, Sleeve. Big fan of you, and congratulations to you and Trav on the show. Thank you, man. Um, I just want to I just want to feed off of this whole shooter talk because I don't think he's getting enough criticism. Um, I mean, I, I was a big fan of the signing in the beginning, but this guy has shown he's a turnover machine. Um, he's not consistent. He had the audacity to turn down a contract, and now he's playing like like trash. I mean, I know us Laker fans sound like a broken record, but I mean, Trez had more points than him in a few minutes in the fourth than he had than Shooter had all game. Hmm. What, what is Vogel not seeing that all of us are seeing? And why is he not playing Trez? Well, let, let me start off and thank you for calling in. Uh, for Dennis Schroeder, you know, I, I'm actually I'm one that I thought it was the right signing. I thought he is, you know, a good enough player where the Lakers can not only kind of put themselves in a position here to, um, uh, I, I guess you could say, have a guard that it's not going to be just from a perspective of this specific year. You were thinking long term. He's younger. They did the same thing with Montrez. It has not worked out. And I, I listen. It also looks like it doesn't work out because Anthony Davis is not playing in these games. AD had a good game two and a game uh, three, and Dennis Schroeder had a game where he had 20 points and 24. I remember even asking him. There was a question in regards to um, when those guys are on the floor, and he just talked about how much easier it is for him. There's so much attention, obviously, going to those players. The Montrez Harrell piece, I don't understand the Montrez Harrell piece. I don't. But I'll go back to this. Lakers didn't lose yesterday because Montrez Harrell didn't play enough minutes. They lost yesterday because... When the Suns decided to punch back, Lakers just, they laid down. And, of course, without Anthony Davis. Take a listen here to uh, Anthony Davis on um, talking about his pregame workout coming into game five, and this is uh, kind of how they made their decision. The first time I came out and shot, uh, you know, I think just jumping up and down, just you know, the normal basic shooting, spot shooting was fine. It's when I tried to run. Um, and push off, um, that kind of bothered me. My shooting time is always two hours before the game, so um, I literally came straight to the arena, put a heat pack on, and went straight out there. So uh, didn't feel good, so I went to the back, got some treatment for about 20 minutes, uh, got it loose, um, and then went back out, and you know nothing's changed, nothing changed um, from the running to, to pushing off. So uh, I just wasn't able to to really move, you know, and every, you know, move that, you know, we make it, it starts with the growing, you know, any other injuries, the knee and all that, you can kind of, you know, finagle a way to, to, to move, but the growing is, you know, um, a tough place. So, you know, just wasn't able to, to do it last night. AD, uh, still questionable for tomorrow. We heard from him earlier today, and uh, we'll find out if uh, probably closer to game time whether we'll get uh, Anthony Davis to uh, be a part of the mix here in uh, in game six. Uh, Richard in Riverside. Richard, what's going on? How are you doing tonight? Good, man. Thank you. Appreciate you calling uh, in. I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, and I'll quote you. You said, well, 
you can't count on Cal Kuzma to come through, can you? And of course you can't. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, you know uh, unfortunately, you can't. You, you, mm-hmm. you, you know what would make me very happy is if Andrew Drummond. Maybe it's a big man thing. I played. I was a big man when I played college ball. I don't have to. I don't want to see a lot of points. But can you can you block three or four shots? Can you give me ten to twelve rebounds? Sure. And and just guard the paint. You know, they they have guys that can score. The ball just has to start falling through the basket. And one other quick thing. I I watched the game. Uh, Caldwell Pope, they had the camera on him, and I'm telling you, he looked like he was ready to cry. Hmm. And I think it's because he really wanted to go, but that knee's not letting him play. And these guys have a lot of pride, okay? They're not just collecting a paycheck. If you're hurt, you're hurt. So I, I, I don't want to hear Laker fans say guys are giving up, uh, they're just selfish, or they don't care. Uh, I don't know if you caught that, but I caught that when the camera was on him when he came out of the game. And well, I, t- I tell you what, I, like Richard, was, I'll tell you what I caught, and I appreciate you calling in. You know, we got a text during the game saying, yeah, KCP, out for the rest of the game. And this was somebody that was, you know, obviously didn't play in game four, was questionable for game five. Then he comes in. And he probably realized, okay, I don't think this is going to happen. Maybe that was the realization of him saying, I don't know if I'm going to be able to contribute. By the way, is that a surprise or a shock to you this season? That's been the season. This entire season, we have hoped, can we just flip that switch on and everything's going to be okay? Lakers just got to be healthy. The answer is no, that switch cannot just get flipped on because it hasn't up to this point. And it's it's actually gotten a little bit worse because we got AD with a different type of injury than what he had a couple months ago. Is your vehicle due for a service? Head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change for over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay safe. You stay in your car while the expert technicians make sure your uh, ride is in peak performance. This is what they do. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up. Drive in and drive out in about 15 minutes. I'll throw out the website here. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in, and of course, we appreciate our partners. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, let's go to Phil in Long Beach. Phil, what's going on? Uh, good evening, uh, Alan. Um, I'm calling because just like um, Richard from Riverside, your previous caller, uh, I play collegiate ball as a point guard, and I don't like that Dennis Schroeder is being um, – criticized so much for not having any points. Dennis Schroeder is a point guard. When you take the ball out of a point guard's hands and he's not able to facilitate and play the game the way that he's supposed to, he's out of rhythm. And when he's out of rhythm, he's no more, he's not efficient anymore. And there's a lot of deference on this Lakers team, um, obviously to LeBron James. So I just feel like everyone needs to get off, get off of Dennis um, just like Richard said, Andre Drummond needs to play as a big man, and everybody just needs to play their roles instead of just playing this position. But, but Phil, isn't that but, but Phil, isn't that isn't that same thing you could say about Schroeder? Um, he's got to play his role too, right? And and the reason why so many people jumped on Dennis Schroeder, and I appreciate you calling in. Um, why they jump on him? They jumped on him because he had no points. He had one assist. So it's not like I could sit here and make an argument and say, okay, you know what, Dennis Schroeder, he couldn't get his shot to fall. 
but Dennis Schroeder had nine dimes. He had one assist. Uh, 0-9 from the field. If, if we're talking about playing your role, that was his opportunity yesterday. Well, he's got another shot tomorrow, right? There's no guarantee Anthony Davis is going to go. If Dennis Schroeder comes out tomorrow and has 25 points and ends up with seven assists and hits a couple critical shots, we're all going to be praising Dennis Schroeder, as we should. This is how it works. Give him credit when, you know, obviously uh, um, when they when they deserve it. And, and it's also okay to criticize these players because – um, ultimately, at the end of the day, they did their job and they didn't. Dennis Schroeder didn't do his, do his job yesterday. So I'm, I'm not one to say, well, it's not okay to criticize Dennis Schroeder. He didn't do anything. One assist. And I get what you're saying. He doesn't have the ball in his hands. One assist. Um, why did he have 24 points and 20 points in Game 2 and Game 3? There's That was AD was there, too. There's no, uh, obviously, reason for him to have that poor of a game. Let's go to JP and Pico Rivera. JP, thank you for calling in. Hey, so I'm just going to give you a, a dose of reality. Um, I, I don't have any confidence in them because they don't have confidence in themselves, uh, honestly. Um, they, they're, they're passing up shots. You know, they, 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 they have an open three, and they're, they don't want to take it because they don't have any confidence. So that doesn't instill confidence in me as a Laker fan that they even want it. And, I'm, uh, and I don't want it to happen. But I already see another blowout in the next game, to be honest with you, because I think they took the fight out of the Lakers. They're all hanging their heads, and there was no fight back. There's no way that they should have, uh, they should have, you know, not had a, a punch back at the Suns. JP, thank you for calling, buddy. Uh, we're down to a minute here left in the show, so I appreciate you being a part of the show. Um, thank you to everybody that called in, just to, you know, it, it, to kind of play off JP's point. One of two things are going to happen. While Lakers are, are obviously going to either respond and say, yeah, game five was, that was an anomaly. You know what? Phoenix had to have that one. That game was 16,000 fans. This is the biggest game they've had in 10 years. We're over that. Come to game six, come here to Staples Center, and we'll handle some business. Or uh, maybe it was a demoralizing loss that puts a cap to the season and the Lakers a, a first round exit. I obviously don't have that answer. But we don't have to wait very long, under 24 hours before tip-off, and and we'll obviously uh, wait and find out on that. Uh, Quick shout-out here, Steve Paulette making things happen uh, behind the mic here, so we appreciate everything that he's done. Lakers Talk on the ESPN app or on iTunes. Tomorrow morning I'll be back on with Travis Rogers, 8.55 in the morning right here on 710 ESPN. Laker fans, thank you for the calls, for listening. Uh, Have a great rest of your night, and see if Lakers can grab Game 6.